This episode is brought to you by the Accountability Club. Are you struggling to find time to work on your business and need some accountability? The Accountability Club is a space for weight-inclusive innovators to dedicate time each month to work on their business. In this space, you'll be in a supportive community with like-minded professionals completing those $1,000 tasks that keep falling to the back burner and are keeping you from leveling up in your business. Registration is now open for the last quarter of the year. Finish the quarter strong. We have October, November, and December coming up. Do the work with three months of co-working sessions once a week on Wednesdays. Get support with monthly group business coaching sessions and be in community with other weight-inclusive bosses in our private Slack channel and with weekly check-ins. Head on over to weightinclusiveinnovators.com slash accountability hyphen club to register today. We're in this together to make weight-inclusive care more accessible, and it starts with our businesses. We'd love to see you there. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians, to building a cohesive brand, to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it, talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we're on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Weight Inclusive Innovators. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be chatting about money and how to get started understanding your business finances so you can pay yourself with confidence and sustain a profitable business. We are talking revenue, expenses, and profit with some simple percentages so you can walk away knowing a little bit more about your numbers and hopefully feeling more confident. But before we dive into today's episode, we're going to do a little check-in with Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hello, Morgan. I'm so excited to be back. It's been way too long since we recorded a podcast episode since we did a lot up front, aka you did a lot up front. Love you for that. Thank you. And feels good to be back. Yeah, it's been a while since we did this. We were intentional about not recording while we were in Mexico City last week because we wanted to just be really present. I also did not have any room in my suitcase to pack my mic. So I'm glad we I'm glad Same. we did. Same thing. But since it's the last day of August, crazy. What was your rose and thorn for August? Okay. So just to clarify, rose can be like something really awesome. And then thorn is like something that was hard or painful. I always go back and forth on this because I'm like, roses and thorn, peaks and pits. Uh, what are some other ones? Highs and lows. Like, yep. like it technically, is it's like a high and low, but yep. we're going to do a rose and a thorn to switch things up for switch the whole up our of August. Woo! A lot of pressure. Okay. So I think my rose from August, and nobody's surprised, it was Mexico City. So awesome. Such a great trip. Great group. Great food. Just really love it there. Eight days is the perfect time. And the weather was awesome. We did a lot of vacationing as well as admining. And when I say admining, I mean doing some business ass shit. And it was really fun to get to do that again with you and then to bring people with us. So that's my rose for sure. And then my thorn was... 
Well, the good news is I'm not thinking of like a big thorn right off the top of my head. So I'm going to take that as a win. Love that. Um, One small thorn that's not related to business. It's been really fucking hot here in Denver and I'm sick Mm -hmm. of it. Like it's one of those things when I'm sick, I turn into a giant baby. And when I'm hot, I turn into a giant baby and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do anything. I'm too hot. And like, all I want to do is take cold showers. I know there's people that are probably hotter than me out there. I totally Um, get it, but Texas. Yes. (laughs) But Colorado has been over a hundred and we're like under a magnifying glass in the sun too. So I would just like a moment to complain because this is go for it. Always Colorado, but it's fine. I'm going to run away to the mountains um, this weekend. So that's my thorn. I don't have another thorn. August was a great month. I feel very peaceful today. Am I bringing peaceful vibes? You're bringing peaceful vibes. What about you? Rose and thorn. Well, obviously my rose is the same as yours. (laughs) Mexico City. How can Mexico City not be a rose whenever you get to travel with such incredible people and dedicate time to work on your business? And it was consistently 30 degrees cooler in Mexico City than it was in Houston. So that feels real good. I just love being in a walkable city too. I know some people are like, I need to be in the mountains. I need to be close to hiking. And like, I can appreciate that. But like, I've never lived close to the mountains. I've never lived close to hiking. And so I feel like that's not a super priority for me. But being in a walkable city is a freaking game changer. Getting to walk two and a half blocks to an incredible restaurant that has teamed up with one of my favorite panaderias in Mexico City and get my $3 cappuccinos and a pastry every morning was like, peak living my best life even better after our cycling classes that we could also walk to I totally agree Mexico City is so walkable I live in a walkable area of Denver but it's still like next level a major city like CDMX being able to walk to anything you want or a two dollar uber ride super cheap as well it just really makes me question like what people in Houston were thinking whenever they were planning this city Like, why did we not make Houston walkable? I mean, I know it's like balls to the wall hot. And so people probably aren't going to be walking a ton anyway. But like, Houston's like a concrete jungle. There's like more parking lots than I've ever seen in my entire life in Houston. And it's annoying. And so anyway, it was, that was really good. It was just, it was awesome to be with those folks. I revamped my whole homepage on my website, which feels so good. I started revamping your homepage for Values Driven Group, which also feels so good. Can't wait to look at it. Haven't had a chance yet. And I'm excited. Yes. Just sent it over. I'm I'm very excited for the launch of all your new fun things, supporting group practice owners. Spoiler alert. Be on the lookout. Spoiler. Follow Hannah. My thorn this month. I also don't have a thorn, like a big thorn that comes to mind. Probably the most like annoying thing was I'm having to re-record some of the videos for my template launch, which is happening. Like it's probably already going to be launched by the time you're listening to this. And I knew I was going to have to record some of the videos because during beta testing, I recorded some of the videos from LaGuardia Airport because I just needed to like get them recorded into my beta testers. And so I knew I was going to be re-recording them. And I tried to re-record one of them in Mexico City. And there was a trumpet player outside once. And that totally threw me off. And then my laptop like froze a second time. And I was like, you know what? This is just going to have to be something that happens when I'm back in Houston. 
And so I tried to re-record them on Tuesday of this week. And my laptop decided to randomly shut down four times while I was recording. I was I was about to like throw my laptop through the window. I'm like, what is happening? And so I uh, took a deep breath and I deleted a bunch of shit from my laptop and I restarted it and I pulled up everything I needed to, like all the tabs to make sure it wasn't. Because I think what was happening was like I was opening up so many tabs and like my laptop couldn't keep up. And so it was it, like basically it was like, fuck it and just like shut down. So anyway, I did make it through recording one of them. I still have two more to record, but that was just annoying tech annoyances. I was going to say either for some reason, these videos are not meant to be in the world yet, or you might need a new laptop or like a full on clean slate of your laptop. I know that's just like one more thing to add to the to-do list. (laughs) We hate that. Oh, I, I, we, I got it recorded. I got it uploaded. It's a really awesome video. So it's all about choosing brand colors. It was very, it was a good video. Amazing. Love it. Um, also things happen every time we're in another place trying to record things. Like whenever we tried to record the podcast in Mexico city last year, there was construction and then recording the podcast in Costa Rica, there was fucking downpour. And then now you weren't, it wasn't even a podcast. It was a video and you had a trumpet. And then I think there was some kind of tree trimming, banging situation as well. It was also tree trimming. Yes. It's fine. Ne- lesson learned. This is now a pattern. It's happened three times. I'm just not meant to record things while I am not in Houston. And that's fine. Are you ready to dive into today's episode? Let's do it. Okay. I am pumped to talk about this today, mainly because this is the third time in the last week, week that we've had this conversation Uh, We had this conversation in Mexico City. We had this conversation in the Accountability Club group business coaching. We have been answering a couple of DMs about this recently. And so this just felt like the perfect time to dive in to the conversation of the basics of business finances. There has been this common theme that folks just like don't quite know what to do with the with their business finances. They're they know they're getting money. They know they have to pay for some things monthly. But aside from that, like we're all kind of like a like a shrug little, little shrug girl emoji of like I don't know what I'm doing. And so we by no means have all of it figured out. We're also not accountants. Please don't take this as financial advice. But we know enough to get you started. And so that's what we're gonna do today. And we're super excited because at the root of all of our businesses is financial health and money. And as much as we have our own relationship to money, our own stories, our own scarcities, our own anxieties or avoidance, we have to deal with it. And having a business is really exciting because it gives you opportunity to have control over your money and not control in like a over-controlled way, but control as in I am empowered to spend this how I see fit and I have parameters and I have goals and that's awesome. And the ceiling for earning potential in your own business can be whatever you want it to. And I'm going to put a little asterisk there because obviously there's many different things that go into this and privilege definitely pays or plays a role. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that. But we do want to get you started with understanding what's happening in your business right now, how you can know how to pay yourself and not freak out if you're going to make taxes or 
if you are going to have some kind of emergency to feel like you got it all covered, even if you're not earning exactly what you want to or aren't where you want to be yet. Totally agree with that. I mean, I think I can speak from that latter piece of like, I am not making what I want to be paying myself. Like I'm not even like remotely close to that. Um, and I, and I say that as a, as a way of like needs, like, like making rent and making the bare necessities and things like that. Like there is, there is still a lot of room for improvement. And what we're going to be talking about today with these like percentages and guidance around that, like this has been a practice that I've had in place since the very beginning. And it's helpful to be able to know what these percentages are and take a peek at the percentages year over year, month over month, quarter over quarter, to see where I need to make shifts in my business. So if anything, even if you're not where you want to be, like we recommend at least understanding this, starting to put this into play as much as you can to start getting in the habit and the rhythm of looking at numbers like this. That's exactly right. So you might hear us jump around a little bit today. We're going to try to keep it tight because we just want this to be an intro for you thinking about your business finances differently and strategically with percentages and using it as guides whenever you're freaking out of like, where am I at? To know you can always come back to this. But before we get into all of that, we want to just give a general understanding definition of the basics of understanding your numbers. I'm going to take a step back for a moment because there's a lot of talk about 100K in our community, if people want to make 100K, love that, here for that. They want to pay themselves 100K. Exactly. So we want to make, that's why we want to give you a little education about what revenue means, what expenses means, what profit means, and what actually paying yourself means, because it's different. So someone might say, I want to make 100K, and then they see that their business made 100K in revenue, but that's not actually what they're taking home. So it's a semantics thing, but it's very important because it can get confusing and you may not have an accurate depiction of your numbers if you don't separate out and accurately say what things are. So your revenue, the three things we're going over, revenue, expenses, and profit. Revenue is the money your company brings in for the work you're doing. So that's before expenses, before profit, before owner's draws. Like This is the total amount of money that your company collects from insurance, from private pay, from biz support services you offer from a membership you offer, that is your revenue. Your expenses are um, different categories, but it's anything you need to run the business that you're charging to your business. It could be your pay, depending on how you categorize this. It could be your continuing education you're paying for and you're expensing to the business. And your, your office, your rent, in. your EHR, your Google business or Google workspace, like anything, any monthly charge that you have is going to be an expense. And then yes, taxes are included in that as well. Absolutely. And then there's profit, which is what's left in your business after revenue has been collected, your expenses have been paid, including your take-home pay for your services profit is left. And what we've been talking a lot about in the accountability club and just together is how women and non-men are taught to hoard money, to save money, to not spend money. Spending money is bad. Clip coupons. And we just want to name that because it's a big piece of understanding your finances is understanding what you've been accustomed to 
learn and how to interact with money um, has definitely has a societal influence. Yeah. And I think that this is a really important piece to bring into the conversation because while when we're talking about hoarding money, that tends to be more like personal finances. But I think this can also come into business finances as women and non-men who are running our own businesses um, because you have to have a profitable business. And that means not hoarding the money, like like feeling good that you're going to have profit in your business and then knowing what you can do with that. I think a lot of the times too, people solely focus on revenue of like, oh, how much revenue am I bringing in? How much revenue am I bringing in? You don't need like, quote unquote, good revenue, you need profit. You have to have a profitable business in order to survive, in order to grow. And so to kind of summarize this little chunk with definitions, revenue minus expenses equals profit. That's right. And having profit in your business is not only important, but necessary. So just because you have 100K in revenue does not mean through expenses and paying yourself that you get a hundred thousand because you need to have some profit in the business too. From there, you can decide whether that money gets paid to you, whether you reinvest it back in the business, et cetera. But that's a really important part of why profit is there because the moment your expenses goes past your revenue and then your negative profit, that's a really big red flag for your business. Okay. So now that you have definitions of revenue expenses and profit, We're going to talk about what it means if you have 100K in revenue at your practice and how much you actually get paid. And we're going to use the percentages, 50, 30, 20. This is where I start with a lot of solo clinicians. This is where I start with a lot of group practice owners when they're bringing on clinicians to their practice. And I think you could start there with most businesses because anything outside of doing client work and having a private practice, if it's something where you are the primary worker to get paid as like a consultant or doing a service, I think these calculations work as well. And you can kind of tweak them for your situation. So if $100,000 comes to your practice in revenue for the year from your client work, whether you are a solo clinician, whether you have an employee at your practice and this employee brought in $100,000, or if you provide some other kind of service, 50, 30, 20 is a great way to start to comfortably pay yourself without worrying that you're not going to have enough for taxes, expenses, or keeping profit. So simple, 50% goes to the person providing the services, whether this is the clinician that you hired, you're the clinician, or you're providing another kind of service that brought in this 100,000, 50% can go to you for pay. So that's $50,000. You can comfortably take $50,000 and be like, yay, this is my base. A safe assumption is 30% can go to expenses and taxes. This number is more specific to group practice and private practice. So assuming that your overhead is rent, a biller, maybe some admin support eventually, this number is going to fluctuate a lot. If you can keep it less overhead, you can probably make the percentage go way down. But that's why we lump taxes in here too. So you know that you're putting enough aside for taxes. And then we have 20%, which is your profit. So the profit is the thing that kind of confuses people the most because here's the thing. You can use your profit however you want. You can keep some in the business to build your nest egg and then profit in the future you take for yourself. Maybe you have other goals of like opening a coffee shop or buying a building and you reinvest that money in a new business 
or you're just giving yourself a nice little bonus or you're using it to help add different benefits for your team. Like there's so many different ways to use the profit and you get to choose. That is the money you get as the business owner if you want, or you make decisions with that money to grow your business, to compensate yourself more, or to do whatever, invest it in the stock market. We love to see it. In a higher tax state, we would recommend looking at it as 50, 20, 20, 10, and accounting on a little bit less profit and hoping to be pleasantly surprised by a tax refund at the end of the year, because I'm in a high tax state, Colorado, and we pay like 30% taxes. So I want to be mindful of that and not yeah. and, anybody. And when you say 50, 20, 20, 10, 50% going to the clinician, 20% to expenses, 20% to taxes, 10% to profit. That's right. What's really important because most tax rates are between 15 and 35%, you're paying taxes on revenue after expenses, aka profit, plus what you're paying yourself as a clinician. So that's why it's not 30% on your total revenue just to taxes, because you're going to have some expenses that are tax deductible that you don't have to worry about that. So if you're wondering why we're not doing 30% of revenue, that is why. Again, we're not trying to get in the weeds today. We're just trying to give you some general parameters that you can start with the 50, 30, 20. And then depending on your circumstances, your expenses, all of that, you can tweak it. Okay. And so then because some people might like to think big picture annually, Hannah gave us a great example of $100,000 of revenue for the full year. I am also going to give an example of what this looks like monthly. Um, if that is more helpful for your brain, since a lot, you know we're not paying ourselves a big lump sum once a year, we're paying, we're usually paying ourselves at least monthly. In this example, we're going to assume you are seeing 90 clients a month and you're getting $100 per client, meaning that in that month, you are getting $9,000 of revenue for that month. With that $9,000, if we break it down into the 50, 30, 20, 50% is going to go towards you. And I'm going to, I'm going to say this as like a, we'll keep it simple with the solo practice. If you are a group practice owner and you need support on figuring these out, reach out to Hannah. She's the group practice guru. She can help you with that. So we're going to assume this is like a solo practice or or someone, a solo team member, depending on whatever business you're running. So you have $90,000 per month in revenue. 50% is going to go to you. That is $4,500. 50% of 9,000 is $4,500. 30% of that 9000 is going to go towards expenses and taxes. This is $2,700. And then 20% is going to go to profit. This is $1,800. As Hannah mentioned, this profit, at the end of the month, you can look at this profit and you're like, okay, I have $1,800 of profit. This is where you can say, okay, do I want to pay myself a little bit more this month? Do I want to invest in some continuing education? Do I want to reinvest this into the business and just keep this in my savings account because I want to buy a buy a building one day? Are you planning on taking time off for vacation in the future? Or have you not had a sick day in a while? Whether that's like actually planning to be sick or taking a mental health day, you can use this profit to pay yourself whenever you're off for either being sick or when you're on vacation. 
And you may hear these numbers, the 4,500 going to you, the 2,700 to expenses and taxes, and then 1,800 to profit and be like, whoa, 2,700 for my expenses. I'm fully virtual. I barely have to pay anything for my overhead. We love that for you. Again, you can tweak these percentages, but this feels true as a safe way to account for any added expenses. If you bring on a business coach or you realize you're not wanting to do your insurance billing anymore and you want to delegate that, like money is power and automatically allotting that 30% to have wiggle room to bring in delegation resources so that you can have your time back, you know, the money's there. Or if you're like, I want to do it all, I'd rather keep the business lighter on the expenses and increase my money that goes to me. We love that too. But this is just a safeguard way to start you off and then you can tweak as it makes sense. I don't recommend going lower than 20% for expenses and taxes though. So we hope using those examples that you can now crunch your own numbers and have a little bit of confidence. I think one hard part of this is, is if you have, if you're in the beginning stages, you don't really have that consistency yet. Like this can kind of be all over the place. And so we also want to give you permission that it's okay too, if this is different every month, like I, I can speak for my own self of like, I don't have the beauty of weekly clients that are like recurring week over week. Like I usually have like two big clients a month for my design studio and like that's the money that I bring in. And so mine is quite inconsistent. Um, My expenses are pretty consistent. And so it makes things a little interesting. And so if that's you and you're like, yeah, I'm for sure not getting $9,000 a month in revenue, like that is okay. Like we want you to just have these numbers to be mindful of. Maybe it's something to work towards. Um, But if anything, just like knowing, even knowing your actual percentages of like, the amount you're bringing in, what percentage of expenses is like, are you having to pay based on the revenue you're bringing in? Exactly. And it's going to change when you become a group and when you have different seasons of life and it's going to change when you can get a fee increase from insurance. And speaking of insurance, just because you conduct the visit that month doesn't mean you get paid that month too. So that causes different cash flow things. So that's why this is more forecasting than anything to help you understand when the cash flow is the most accurate thing to actually look at. So let me explain this in a different way in case you're like, what? Um, let's say you saw the 90 clients a month in the month of August and you are insurance-based 100%. And a lot of that money because your contracts, they just take forever and it takes two to four weeks to get paid. You're not actually gonna see any of that money associated with those clients until September probably. And so you have to look at your real cash that you have right now that came in in August that was probably from July visits and then do the calculation there. So we're just giving you options for how to look at your finances in all these different ways. And that's why you can't get too in the weeds because nothing's gonna be perfect. And it's always fluid and you want to make sure there's a positive cash flow, which is protected by protecting your profit. So the second part of this conversation is paying yourself with confidence. There's two things that we want to talk about whenever it comes to paying ourselves with confidence. If you were like, love those numbers, 50, 30, 20, what am I actually paying myself? (laughs) Just so we're really clear, you should be paying yourself 50% every month. 
Yep. Get into the habit of paying yourself that 50%. Your time is worth something. Your energy is worth something. Your knowledge is worth something. You need to make sure that you are getting into the habit of paying yourself. Um, Don't take a pay cut just because you have higher expenses. Like if that's the case, we need to do a little bit of reevaluating and that's a great time to crunch numbers. Yes. And this leads us to why we gave our disclaimer about how women and people who are not men are taught to interact with money is we're taught to hoard and taught to cut expenses and all those things. When paying yourself is the most feminist thing you can do and continuing to pay yourself that at least 50%. Again, you can always go back if you need to, if there's some change in your revenue. Um, But go on the offense a little bit. We want to see it. We want to see you push out and be comfortable with paying yourself. And the second thing we want to leave you with paying yourself with confidence is that do not do these calculations with the assumption that you are going to be working 52 weeks out of the year. Shit happens. You need a break. You may get sick. You're probably going to get burnt out. We highly recommend doing these calculations, the forecasting calculations, not like the actual calculations, for 46 to 48 weeks per year to account for four to six weeks that you get to take off. Absolutely. And that's why we did 90 clients per month in the second example versus 100 or however many clients. That's assuming you're going to see 20 to 22 clients a week for 48 weeks a year, giving you four weeks of wiggle room. So either you can push more in the weeks you're working and take six weeks off. Let's say you see 23 to 24 clients a week and you take six weeks off a year. We love that for you. We want you to take time off or you can work the numbers however makes sense for your business. We hope this was a nice introduction to your basic business finances and understanding revenue expenses and profit and using the 50, 30, 20 or the 50, 20, 20, 10 if you're in a high tax state to start setting some parameters with your business finances and at least starting to understand how you are making money, how you're paying yourself, and how you can have some leftover money to continue to support the growth of your business. And if you want to have more of these conversations with us, you should consider joining the Accountability Club. We are open for registration for the month of September. This is for October, November, and December. Three-month sprint. Come push and get accountability in your business. Come talk to us about money. That's what we're focusing on in our coaching sessions. And everyone's really enjoying it, even though it's hard. But we all deserve to make more and know more about money. So... Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the pod on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your pods. Please leave us a rating and review, share with a business bestie, and check out our website at weightinclusiveinnovators.com. See you next week. Bye.